Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Lifestyle Mastery. I'm excited to have Ashley James, who's an entrepreneur, coach and podcaster. Her podcast is called Learn True Health with Ashley James, where she interviews holistic health experts and doctors of neuropathic medicine three days a week. So through the interviews, her expert guests teach listeners how to gain health naturally through holistic medicine, diet, supplementary nutrition, and lifestyle changes. Ashley makes sure that the listeners learn natural medicine life hacks for gaining energy, better health, and a boosted immune system, and an overall feeling of awesomeness. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Oh, I'm so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So, you know, what got you started into, uh, into entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, what led you to build this podcast? Well, my, both my parents were self-made millionaires. And awesome. so growing up, I'm an only child and growing up at the dinner table, uh, both my parents created their own businesses separately. My dad created a, a speaker, high-end speaker company. So these speakers are machines that play sound, play music. <laughs> when I say speakers, sometimes people think they're talking about like keynote speaker. Uh, right. So it's, it was, he built a type of speaker that you just needed two of them. And this is back in the 80s, 1980s. You just needed two speakers, but you could hear the sound uh, three-dimensionally. You could actually hear the sound throughout the whole room, like you could hear a dinosaur from behind you, wow. even though there's only two speakers. And at the time, that was revolutionary. So he, in- he invented a type of, um, he called it spatial sound technology, and it was... Um, it was a high-end speaker company, and I'm, I'm from Canada, so this, the, the business was in Canada and also in Asia. And my mom was a rep for women's clothing lines, and she, her territory was all of Ontario and half of Quebec, so it's a very large territory. And I grew up watching both of them grow their businesses. At the dinner table, it was like a debrief <laughs> of, the, uh-huh. of what happened. So I kind of was raised in business and I loved it. And I loved watching my parents flourish. And, you know, there were times when they, when there would be big downfalls, uh, big pitfalls, and I'd watch how they would react, how they would figure out emotionally how to handle it, how to mentally overcome major challenges and betrayals in business and how to network and rise above it, how to, how to humble themselves, how to check their ego. <laughs> and, and I saw that um, business to be successful, you had to start with your mindset. But right. if you didn't have your mindset in the right place, you're going to beat your head up against the wall or, or you're going to run yourself ragged. My mom did not take care of her. She, she ate really healthy. She exercised. She took supplements. But she did not take the time to manage her stress and she she dug an early grave for herself she died at 55 and my dad died six years later and both of them put so much into business that they did not take care of themselves they didn't i mean they did take care of themselves in that they ate healthy and exercise but they didn't focus on the importance of of making sure that their stress levels were managed and that can stress can cause an early grave and so they were incredibly successful in one way, 
but they missed out on having that balance. And so it's very important that we develop a balance in, in, uh, in our success of uh, monetary success, but also the success of our ability to manage our stress levels and to prevent disease. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, I think physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, you need to have that sort of balance. Uh, you know, if you want to run a business or do your job properly. Uh, so, you know, uh, we're recording this podcast during the, uh, during the COVID times. And I'm, I'm really interested to know because, uh, you know, you've done more than 400 uh, you know, interviews with with uh, with your guests on your podcast. Uh, what, what are the best ways people can eliminate anxiety and uh, stress during such times, or, or during the times of crisis, or you know, or, or during stressful times in your life? So, what I didn't know was that I suffered from anxiety as a child, and and back in the eighties. They didn't diagnose children, you know, as often, as readily as they do now. They, they didn't put children on medication like they do now. If I was born, you know, 10 or 20 years later, I might have grown up on medication. But I had extreme anxiety as a child. I couldn't do sleepover parties. I would just, I'd miss my parents too much. I'd cry too much. I'd throw up in, in school if, uh, from stress, from the stress of an exam. And I, I, I really, even though I was very smart, it was hard for me to do like presentations. And, and so I, my grades would suffer because of my anxiety. Uh, and it, I really didn't know that that was the problem until I was studying neuro-linguistic programming. I was 25 years old and I was obsessed with it to, to be able to understand how the mind works right. and to be able to change your habits to be able to change your behavior to get better results in life. I mean, it just, it made perfect sense, especially since I was so passionate about um, entrepreneurship and being a business owner, uh, knowing that mindset was the most important thing and being able to recover quickly from rejection, for example. Well, I began to learn these techniques for eliminating anxiety and all of a sudden I didn't have anxiety for the first time in my life. And I thought this is the best feeling in the world. I can't believe it. And then I dove in deeper and, and began to learn what causes anxiety and how can we eliminate it. And so since 2005, I've been teaching people how to eliminate anxiety. And I've got the most amazing feedback. People have come back to me and said that they got off of anxiety medication that they had been on for years. Now, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell people to get off medication. And I'd hope that they would work safely with their doctor um, to be able to get off their anxiety medication should they, should they and their doctor choose that that's the best thing for them. Um, but if you can get to the point where you no longer need anxiety medication, that is, that's my goal in life is to help people get so healthy that they don't need to be on medication because they're so healthy. Being on anxiety medication, it, 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 it robs us of the opportunity to fully understand what's going on and to, and to grow from it. And so I, I would hope that in the future that doctors will learn this information. So instead of getting immediately getting on pa patients on anxiety meds, they would help their patients explore what's actually causing the anxiety in the first place. So anxiety is not a negative emotion like anger, sadness, fear, hurt, or guilt. And when I first heard that, I, I couldn't believe it because we are taught that anxiety is like anger or fear. Right. It's an emotion. Right. It's not. Anxiety is not actually an emotion. 
um, it's we have identified it as an emotion because you know we didn't we weren't born with a manual right so we kind of have to figure life out as we go right. you cannot have anxiety about the past you can have fear about the past you can think about a time in your past when you, something very frightening happened and you can reactivate that fear and feel it in the now and same with happiness you could think about something incredibly happy maybe your wedding or the time your child was born or something something very right. happy in the past and if you think about it you can actually access that emotion in the present right so we can access past emotions in the present but we cannot access anxiety right. if it's already happened you can remember you had, oh, yes, when I did my driving test, I remember I was anxious. But you can't actually become anxious about something that's complete. And that's because anxiety is not an emotion like any other emotion. Anxiety is our label, how uh -huh. we label the stress response. We can't feel stress. Stress isn't an emotion. But someone can have so much stress on their body that their body will pass out. I interviewed a woman who was um, an executive at a, at a large company in Canada, a very well-known company, and she was walking on stage for their a big corporate event in front of thousands of people, and her body collapsed. She completely passed out because she was not managing her stress levels. And our body will shut down. after If you go beyond a panic attack, We'll, our body will just shut down from the stress. Luckily, we, most of us don't push ourselves to that limit. But we don't, stress isn't an emotion, but we do feel anxiety. Anxiety is an indicator that we are now in the stress mode of the body. It's called the sympathetic nervous system response. And it's a very unhealthy place to be if we live in this response. So every time you feel anxiety, your body's actually in a very unhealthy state. It's healthy if we need it to survive. So if you're driving and all of a sudden there's something in the road you need to avoid, you want to go into stress mode because you want to react very quickly. Okay. Or if you're running away from a lion or a bear, you want to be able to go into stress mode because your body shunts blood away from the logic centers of your brain, away from your digestive system to your limbs so you can fight or you can run. I'm sure you've heard of fight or flight. Yes. That's the sympathetic nervous system response. Now, we want, we want to be in it for only a few seconds just to survive. And then we want to come out of it and be in the parasympathetic response of rest and digest. And the, it, it, why this pertains to business and why it's so important is that when we're in stress mode, the body shunts blood away from the logic centers of the brain. We actually lose the ability to fully think uh, critically, to think uh, three-dimensionally, to solve problems three-dimensionally. We, we become reactive and more, more in our egoic mind. <laughs> so okay. we're less likely to make we, we cannot, we cannot make good decisions when we're in stress mode. Some people say, well, I need it to be motivated or they're living off of their cortisol. They're living off of their adrenaline. And the problem with that is you'll get burnout really fast. I watched both my parents go through that. You'll get burnout really fast. And, and so when you have anxiety, it's a message 
Anxiety is a message from your body letting you know you're in stress mode. And we need to get you out of stress mode as fast as possible. And I have a technique that within 30 seconds of doing the technique, you'll be out of stress mode. Now, you have to keep doing the technique every time you get anxiety. But the more you do it, the more you, you rewire your brain to no longer have the anxiety. And then there are um, many techniques I teach. I have a whole course. So there are many right. techniques I teach that, pr that, that create prevention that actually not only decrease stress, but rewire the brain so it doesn't even go towards stress in the first place. And so you can continue to, you don't have a disruption of your critical thinking in stressful times. And that's the most important thing you can have in business is that when stressful situations come up that you are able to maintain your critical thinking the whole time. Right. And, and do you think uh, diet and exercise alone can eliminate uh, anxiety? And, you know, what are your thoughts on how can somebody decrease stress, especially in these times when you're supposed to work from home and uh, there's not much of physical, uh, uh, you know, touch uh, 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 and uh, not much of communication happening uh, for, for, uh, for people who are uh, forced to stay at home and work from there? Diet and exercise are part of the foundations of health. Right. If you can't move your body every, way, every day in a way right. that brings you joy, it doesn't have to be exercise like uh, being in a gym, but if you could do yoga or if you could do jumping jacks in your home, if you can do, you know, if you can do something um, that, that some form of movement uh, if you can, if you can walk outside on with bare feet on grass, fantastic. You know, if you can get outside in some sunlight, great. But otherwise, if you just just move your body in a way that brings you joy, put on music and dance. That's a wonderful, a wonderful way to move your body in a way that brings you joy. Um, my favorite, put on a good Bollywood and just like yeah. dance with them. <laughs> that gets you laughing and just a wonderful movement for the body. That's great at, at bringing down stress. So moving the body, um, what it does, it gets us out of our stress. It does get us out of our stress response. Um, it, it moves the lymphatic system and the lymphatic system, it, healthy lymph flow is needed for a healthy immune system. Nice. The lymphatic system brings all the toxic um, garbage, the toxic leftovers from the cells out, out from the cells and br brings it to the, to the liver so that we can process it. And it helps just to keep, keep the nutrients flowing, keep the br bringing in the groceries and taking out the garbage for all the cells. So it's, it is very, very important. And it's also great at decreasing stress. Mailman is a, email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing instructions and making your days calmer and more productive. You can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM, uh, which gives you the benefit of 15% off for the first year on the annual plan, uh, which already has 20% discounted compared to the monthly plan. So you can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. Now, diet is always important, whether we're going through a pandemic or not. Um, eating foods that contain sugar, flour, uh, processed, you know, highly processed foods, highly processed chemicals and oils. These right. are all very unhealthy for the, for the body, for everyone. I've interviewed over 400 holistic doctors and experts, right. and they all agree that if you were to decrease 
uh, decrease meat, decrease, uh, in some cases, eliminate dairy. For some people, it helps. For others, it doesn't. Uh, but it's, it's, you've got to be, you got to do the experiments with your body. So do a whole month with no meat, see how you feel. Do a whole month with no dairy, see how you feel. Do a whole month with no wheat, see how you feel. And you will dial in your own diet. But one thing is, is, has been observed by many doctors, and that is more vegetables and a variety of vegetables, a variety of color on your plate is very healing. Um, so it's really a coming back to whole foods, Thanks. recognize single ingredients on your plate. Instead of something out of a package, uh, choose a whole food that was alive a few days ago um, as, as much as possible. And that's, you know, so now is the time to really focus on foods that are healing. But there are so many foods that are healing for the brain. I just interviewed Dr. Perlmutter. Thanks on my show and he has a best-selling book called brain wash and his his whole thing is he wrote a book called grain brain a few years ago about how um certain foods are actually causing um brain fog and you know really decreasing our ability to to think clearly and now his book, uh, Brainwash, what's so interesting about that is it became a bestseller in the business category. <laughs> and he, he's reaching people he never thought he'd reach because business people are really interested in having their brain work for them at, at optimal levels. And so he talks about that there's certain foods that will inhibit the brain from functioning properly and grains and highly processed food and sugar are bad for the brain and foods that are good for the brain are whole foods like uh, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, beans, you know, whole foods. Um, so that's a great resource uh, to check out is uh, Dr. David Perlmutter's book, um, Brainwash. Got it. We'll, we'll put that in the show notes, but, but what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, uh, uh, chicken and fish, which is, which is not red meat. Uh, do you think such, uh, you, uh, in a, in a week person should, should eat, uh, you know, a little quantity of fish and chicken to, to boost their, uh, uh, immune system. What are, what are your thoughts? So on how that's, to boost? It's a good question. Um, so protein, the misconception is that we need to eat animals to, to receive protein. Right. And I know that's going to be controversial because people really love their meat and they don't want to give it up. And I'm not saying that you have to, but I am saying that you can get 100% of all the protein you need from plants. You right. do not need to eat animals or their, or their milk or their eggs in order to get protein. You can be incredibly healthy as a vegan. Now, there are vegans out there that are very unhealthy. So I'm not saying that just because you give up meat means you're going to be healthy. Not at all. And, and there are people who eat meat who are very healthy. You see, this is, this is the, the, the paradox, right. is that you can have incredibly healthy vegans and you can have very unhealthy vegans. You can have very healthy meat eaters. You can have very unhealthy meat eaters. There's not one perfect diet for everyone on the planet. But what I can tell you is that if you do an experiment on yourself and you choose to, to increase the amount of vegetables in your plate. So there's a woman I interviewed. She has a TED Talk. 
Dr. Terry Walls was about to die from MS. She was in very sick. She was months away from dying and she changed her diet and she's now walking. She was in a wheel, a motorized wheelchair. She could, she couldn't even move. And now she's walking and she has helped people, thousands of, of people reverse and no longer have MS and other autoimmune conditions. And the first thing that she has people do is eat 12 cups of vegetables a day. Now, if you say to yourself, Oh, I can't do that why don't you try? Like, I think entrepreneurs are the most tenacious people. We don't, we don't, we don't take no for an answer. You know, we're the, we're, we think outside the box. And if you tell us, like, if you tell us you can't do something, we're going to do it just to, just to prove you wrong, just to say, prove that we can, like, we are very tenacious. And I think that entrepreneurs have given the challenge, we'll do it. 12 cups of vegetables a day eat them throughout the day, different, a variety of, of different colors. Just try that for one month. Don't change anything else. Now you might end up eating less meat because you're full of vegetables, but just try that. So you're increasing the amount of nutrients, the amount of of antioxidants in there and uh, so many wonderful nutrients in there will increase your energy, increase your vitality. You'll wake up, you'll jump out of bed with so much energy. You won't know what to do with it. You'll be so excited just by increasing your vegetables, a variety of colorful vegetables to 12 cups a day. And then after that, start to make other changes. You know, maybe try a month, like I said, try a month with no meat or try a month with more fish. You know, try a month with less fish, more fish, you know, no fish. Just keep experimenting on your own body, just like you would with marketing, right? You're like, I don't know what kind of advertising I should do. All right, well, let's experiment. You know, there's, there's so much science behind eating more fish and there's so much science behind eating no fish and it's it's really frustrating that there are studies that would show that eating fish is really healthy and there's other studies that prove it's not so what's true and the thing is you're not going to know until you you experiment with with your own body there's 51 percent of the world's population is allergic to dairy but in india the and i think it's you know genetics um Indians thrive, thrive on dairy. Now it's a different kind of dairy than in the, in the West, in the West uh, we have, you guys have like, is it a one or it's yes. a different kind of dairy. And also you're genetically, you thrive on it. So we have to remember that we have to think about genetically what, what, what did our ancestors eat? And if your ancestors never ate dairy and only in the last hundred years have your ancestors been eating dairy, then, your body might not be equipped to handle it. And so try a month with no dairy and see what happens. You know, um, you can also get food allergy testing, although it's not 100% accurate. It's, it's, it's a really good guideline. I found out I was allergic to bananas by doing food allergy testing, and I would have never figured that out on my own um, because when I eat bananas, it doesn't make me feel good, but I usually eat it with other foods too. So allergy testing is a good thing to do as well. You can get IgA, IgG, and IgE. Those are immunoglobulin responses, immune responses to food. Now, here's the thing. If you're eating something every day that's harming your immune system by causing, it's taxing the immune system by causing immunoglobulin responses, then your immune system is compromised. So if you're eating a food like, um, my husband's allergic to cashews. And if cashews are in your food every day and you didn't know you're allergic to cashews, then your immune system is being compromised every day. And right now we want an uncompromised immune system. So avoiding foods that, hurt or that, that compromise your immune system and avoiding foods that, that um, 
weaken the immune system, which are all processed foods, like and all foods that contain processed sugar weaken the immune system. So we just, I think now is the most important time for us to really take a look at our diet and make sure that everything that's going into our mouth is building us up and not tearing us down. Another thing is alcohol. And this is a very unpopular thing to talk about because people love their alcohol. Yes. Um, if you, I had an expert on the show, a doctor who talked about how we can measure stress. So up until recently, we haven't been able to actually accurately measure stress, but now we can. Um, it's called heart rate, uh, heart rate variability. And what that means is when we inhale, our heart rate um, variability changes from when we exhale. And those who are in a stressed state, there's no variability. But those who are in um, a very um, healing state, this parasympathetic nervous system response, there's great variability. And you want the larger the variability, the better. And in fact, now health insurance companies are looking at using hurry variability to measure whether someone's going to die soon or not. And they're finding that if you have no hurry variability, you're likely to die much sooner than if you have great variability. So you want to be out of stress mode because they're now seeing that being in stress mode will dig you an early grave. And they're, they're seeing that. Alcohol, if you drink even one alcoholic beverage, so a glass of wine, even just four ounces of wine, right. very small amount of alcohol, your body actually goes into stress mode and you lose hurry variability for 24 hours. So you wake up the next day and that entire next day, you don't know it, but your body is in stress mode the entire day. Now, that's, that's um, a catch-22 because people drink alcohol to decrease stress, right? Okay. They, they feel yeah. like they're unwinding. They're going to have a shot. My mom always came home and had a shot of vodka, and my dad would come home and crack open a bottle of wine, then they'd share the bottle of wine. And they did that every night because they thought they were decreasing stress. Well, maybe in the moment you feel like you're decreasing stress, but what you're actually doing is you're compromising your immune system, and for 24 hours your body is, is in a higher state of stress. Uh, so one thing you can try if you're willing to is try the experiment of going alcohol free for 30 days and just noticing how your sleep improves, how your energy improves, how your mental clarity improves. Write it down. You can write down, score yourself right now, uh, draw three columns on a piece of paper and write down everything that you want to improve. So mental clarity, sleep, energy, productivity, everything you can think of and any symptoms you may have like headaches, constipation, you know, that, that sort of thing, or, or skin issues, um, write them all down. And then in the three columns, you write down duration, intensity, and frequency. Um, so duration is how long it lasts. So if it's a headache, you say, okay, they last for six hours. So that's duration. Frequency, how often do they happen? How often does it happen a day or a week or every month? And then intensity on a scale of one to 10, how bad is it? So you take time, take about a half an hour and just really think about every symptom you have and everything you'd like to improve about your health, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and write it all down and score it and then put it away. And in one month's time, so set, set something up in your calendar to remind you in one month's time, come back and do it again. And then look at the two and compare and see if you have improvement. And if you have improvement, then keep doing that thing. Whatever you changed, whether it was 
eliminating dairy or eating more fish or no fish or cutting out sugar, cutting out alcohol, whatever change you made, look and see. Did your, did your headaches go away? Did your sleep improve? Did your productivity improve? And if you have met, like noticeable changes across the board, then keep doing that. A really good book I recommend is Proteinaholic by Dr. Garth Davis. It's a really good book, a really easy read. I listened to the audiobook and I got the physical book. It's, it's one of my favorite books on nutrition. He brings in so much science to cover what he's explaining, but it's also, he wraps it up in a story. So it's actually a very interesting read. And um, he was a weight loss doctor who at age 35 was gaining weight out of control and was having um, deposits of cholesterol in his eyes that were hurting his vision, even though he was eating the same diet he put all of his patients on. So he realized as a weight loss doctor, because he he was performing surgeries, weight loss surgeries, removing stomachs of obese people. And then he put them on this diet. And then he was gaining weight on the diet that is supposed to cause people to lose weight. And that made him question everything. He went back to the drawing board. He looked at all the research and all the studies and that's when he realized he was wrong and, that's, and that our medical system is wrong when it comes to cholesterol and weight loss and health, that everything that we're taught is wrong. And he lays it all out. And so then he adapted this new diet based on all his research and he got incredibly healthy. And now he doesn't need to perform the surgeries on his patients. He gets them on this, this particular diet and they, the diabetes goes away all the heart disease goes away and they lose weight. And it's a diet that's very healing and restorative and it's backed by science. So it, but it's a great book. I highly recommend it when it comes to asking about, you know, should someone eat fish or someone eat lean protein or should someone eat red meat or, you know, what it really does resolve a lot of those questions, but listen to your body to just as you would tune into your own, marketing and whatever you're doing in business that right. like you think, you know, we, we, we sometimes put more into our business than we do our body. Right. And uh, just as you would tune into the results of a business, tune into your own body, because uh, if you don't have your health, you, you're not going to have, you're not going to have a successful business. To have an interesting stat for you to denote that the founder of beautiful lives increased the social media presence by 10x. They managed to publish consistently and effortlessly using a robust social media management tool called Social Pilot. Social Pilot is a cost-effective social media tool that helps businesses scale their social media marketing efforts. Use lifestylemastery.com slash socialpilot to get a 14-day free trial. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, in last couple of a uh, couple of months, I've uh, reduced my intake of alcohol, and it has really helped me uh, be more productive. And you know, all my all my headaches have uh, have definitely gone away. And I'm, I will definitely look look into the, uh, into this book and put that in the show notes. Uh, but you know, what, what I really struggle is uh, is uh, sometimes I struggle with sleep. And as Netflix uh, Netflix says that you know, uh, sleep is the biggest enemy. And I'm a lot of times on Netflix, Netflix and all of these OTT uh, 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 apps where I'm, I'm either watching shows or new movies. What, what are your thoughts on how to master sleep so that you know, I, I have at least my seven to eight hours of sleep? So I have several interviews on this. The first thing is get blue blocking glasses and get the app on your phone and your tablet and your computer get get the app that turns the screen yellow when right. the sun sets. 
start wearing those blue blocking glasses as early as noon because the moment that the noonday sun starts the noon the sun starts to fall in the sky the the lighting changes and the blue light from any screen which <laughs> we're looking at screens all day right Thanks. the blue light from screens uh, tricks our brain into thinking it's noonday sun and so it resets our circadian rhythm. So it could be nine o'clock at night and you're staring, well, for you, it's almost midnight. You're staring at a screen right now and the screen is emitting blue light. This blue light tells your brain it's noon. Your brain is supposed to produce um, melatonin. Nice. Melatonin doesn't make us go to sleep, but it tells our brain it's ready to sleep. Now, if we're not producing melatonin, then what happens around 10 p.m., so you've already experienced it, what happens around 10 p.m. is we uh, will go through a big cortisol spike, which is adrenaline. We go, the brain goes, oh, okay, we have to stay up late tonight. It stops producing melatonin. It starts producing cortisol. And we get what's called the second wind. You know, you're like tired around 930, but then if you stay up till 1030, you're like, oh, wow, I got so much energy now. Well, that, right. was, uh, that was robbing, that energy was actually robbing you. It, it, even though it feels so good, doesn't like 10:30 p.m. You know, energy spike. Doesn't that feel great? Oh, I could go all night. This feels great. Right. It's actually robbing your vitality. And in, in, in Chinese medicine, that energy can never be recovered. That is like it's robbing your. I think it's your kidney energy. They call it. But it's robbing you, and um, and it's something that you can never get back. In, in according to their medicine, so it's something that's so sacred, so vital. You really want to start heading to bed around 9.30. Bring a book with you. <laughs> don't, don't bring a device. Leave your device in the charger in the kitchen or in the office. Don't have any devices in your bedroom. Um, right. You want to keep your bedroom as dark as possible and as cool as possible. Have a fan going if possible. Have an air filter going. If you're in a major city, you should have an air filter. I love the Austin Air is my favorite air filter, but get, just get a good air filter um, you want the quality. It's called sleep hygiene. You don't want any pets in your bed. You want to have a, a mattress as a, a mattress protector and your pillows have uh, protectors as well. If you have any allergies, you don't want to use um, any fabrics that could contain or house um, dust mites, right? So hypoallergenic materials that you're sleeping with. Uh, make sure you have a really good mattress so that right. you're not rolling and tossing and turning all night. Do not have any electronics plugged in near the bed, not even a lamp, not even an alarm clock, have nothing plugged in near the bed. Um, a great interview I did with Sal uh, LaDuca is um, he's an electric engineer and he talks about that the metal in, um, in the box spring, the metal in your bed becomes a big conductor coil. So mm -hmm. when you are have something plugged in by the bed, you're actually now sleeping in a giant electromagnetic field, which is very disruptive to the body. Have you ever noticed that when there's a blackout in your city, you actually get incredibly good sleep? Yes. That's because there are no electromagnetic uh, frequencies disrupting your sleep. So if you can turn off the Wi-Fi, in fact, my in our house, we oh, don't no. have the Wi-Fi on at night. 
We turn it off every night. We only turn it on when we use it and we turn it off otherwise. If you can have the Wi-Fi off and if you can have all power off to your bedroom or at least have nothing plugged in near the bed and don't have the bed near any major electrical, like don't make sure your head is not near, like on the other side of the wall, make sure there's not some giant smart meter or something. Um, So you just want to have what's called sleep hygiene. You want to, you're spending eight, you're hopefully sleeping for between seven and nine hours. So let's say we're sleeping eight hours. Your body is spending eight hours regenerating in that time. And we want to make sure that the air quality is good, that all the materials around you are not, not affecting you in a negative way, that there's no electromagnetic frequencies or Wi-Fi frequencies that are affecting you in a negative way um, so that you can get restorative sleep. Now, you can take a melatonin supplement. They're, yes. they're, they're safe. Make sure you get a healthy, you know, good one. But there are other natural ways to increase um, melatonin. There are certain foods you can ingest, like tart cherry juice, which is an anti-inflammatory, also helps the body create mel- its own melatonin. So uh, get use blue blocking glasses. Get to bed early. Have a bedtime routine. You know, take care of yourself as much as you would take care of your loved one, or as much as you take care of your business. You know, you want, you really, you live in this body and you matter and you're worth it. And those emails can be done tomorrow. Um, I'll give you a great example. I'm a health coach and one of my clients who is a business owner, I love coaching. I I love coaching people in their health and business because they're really interrelated for me uh, as a coach. And this woman was, she's a mom of two kids and she runs a, a very busy business She's a, it's a, it's an Irish dance business and she had two locations and hundreds of students and lots and lots of parents who were very demanding of her time. And so she'd put her kids to bed and her husband worked full-time at a different job. So she had to be like basically a full-time mom and a full-time entrepreneur. So she'd put the kids to bed and then she'd stay up till 1230 at night doing emails. And I said, how's your product productivity that late at night? And she said, you know, it takes me a half an hour to finish a five minute email. And I said, why don't you, I want you to change your routine, right? Because she also had this idea, well, the kids are asleep. You know, this is really the time I can be the most productive. I said, why don't you put the kids to bed and then you go to bed. You start your bedtime routine the second they're asleep. So they go to bed around 7.30 and you start your bedtime routine and you're asleep by 9.30. And then you wake up before them and you do all your emails. It'll only take you five minutes because you're going to be like awake and alert and you've got a new day. And you do everything you normally do at night, do it the first thing in the morning, but just get up earlier. So she went to bed at 9.30. She woke up at, you know, around 5.30. The kids woke up around 7.30 and she was, um, she goes, I got everything done. She goes, she got everything done and she got some cooking done and she got laundry done. And she ended up getting hours and hours worth of work done in a shorter period of time because she was awake and alert and she had a good night's rest. Instead of, uh, so we need to have two REM cycles and they, they take, they, they take about half the night to get one REM cycle done and then you have another REM cycle. But if you're going to bed too late, you're actually only get one REM cycle and your brain um, does not, is not able to fully uh, heal. Uh, in fact, the brain um, goes through a process. When you get enough sleep, the brain actually shrinks at night, allowing for the flow of cerebral spinal fluid through the whole brain to clear out particulates in the brain, to just cleanse in the brain. 
And then when you wake up, it, it comes back to its normal size. But if you don't do that, it, it, there's actually a mechanism where the brain begins to attack itself. It begins to digest itself instead of di um, fleshing out the particulates and fleshing out the, the waste. So they're seeing that a poor sleep leads to Alzheimer's and dementia. Right. So okay. sleep is the most important thing for your immune system to decrease your stress levels, to prevent dementia, to prevent disease. Um, that's why, you know, when it comes to around 9.30 at night, you should be in bed with a book. And before that, you could, you, oh, I love, you know what I love? And it comes from your side of the world. I love m moon tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, you know, turmeric and oh. cinnamon and ashwagandha and some coconut milk and a little bit of you can do um dates you know and you blend it together and you can put other herbs in there like um other um anti-parasitic herbs and immune boosting herbs like like clove and uh, black pepper there's a whole list of, of them but the main one you know is ashwagandha and turmeric and black pepper and oh ginger Thanks. and you make this tea out of it and i love it i love it ashwagandha is um a very gentle Possible herb help, for yeah. the for the um, for the stress levels. It helps yeah. to bring down stress levels and cortisol levels in the body. It tonifies the adrenals, and um, it's very uh, supportive and it's delicious. So it's a good bedtime routine. Make your moon tea and drink it, and go to go to bed with a nice book. Do some maybe gentle yoga, gentle stretching. The whole thing is it should be all relaxing, gentle. Dim the lights. In fact, you turn off all the lights, have some candles, or just have some very gentle light. But you don't want the same lights on, so dim them if you can, or just have one lamp on um, that's very dimly lit. Because we, the, the darker it is, the more melatonin your brain will produce. As Ashley, you've given a lot of value bombs. I think I'm, I'm going to buy a blue blocking glasses and and look at moon uh, tea to see you know if it really helps out my sleep pattern and I'm able to sleep more effectively. Oh, absolutely. No. Well, it's it's so it's a combination of of many things. It's it, so you want to if you're looking at sleep. You, if your sleep is disrupted, it could be because of caffeine. Some people right. are very, uh, caffeine uh, has a half-life of 18 hours. So um, my husband can drink 40 ounces of coffee and fall asleep, no problem, but it affects him on the other end. So he'll wake up at four in the morning wide awake because caffeine can actually affect how deep you sleep. Some people can can drink caffeine or eat chocolate late at night and they say, oh, it doesn't affect me. I can fall asleep. You can fall asleep, but the depth of your sleep, you won't get the deep sleep, the restorative right. sleep. So decrease ca caffeine or eliminate it altogether and see how you are. Um, decrease sugar or eliminate sugar altogether. See how, see how you are. Any of these changes, give it a few weeks because it takes time to adjust. Um, also, you can look into parasites. Um, parasites are very common around the world, although it's not, it's not very common to talk about, but parasites can affect sleep, and they usually affect sleep more during a new moon and a full moon. So if you notice that during a new moon and a full moon, or one or, one or the other, that your sleep is greatly impacted, then look into uh, a good parasite cleanse. Um, I interviewed Dr. Jay Davidson. He has a wonderful cleanse. It's actually based on uh, Ayurvedic medicine, and uh, it's, very, it's very effective. Uh, cut it. Yeah, uh, we will try to put that in the show notes. I, uh, actually, I quickly want to do the top three. What's your favorite business book? 
Oh, before we get to that, though, I never taught how to eliminate anxiety. Would you like me to teach it? Yeah, absolutely. Just... Okay, yeah. great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> teach it really fast. Then this is a very fast technique. Um, do you have something that you're anxious that's coming up in your future that that's giving you anxiety? Uh, uh, I'm anxious and you know I have anxiety about about the COVID times and uh, about yeah. the health of of my uh, you know near ones. Okay, good. And on a scale of one to ten, when you think about that, how much anxiety are you feeling in your body right now? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, around eight, eight or 10. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I want everyone who's listening. I mean, don't close your eyes if you're driving, obviously pull over <laughs> <laughs> or pause it. Uh, what I want everyone to do is ask themselves, what are they anxious of? And pick an event, pick something that's coming up in the future, pick an event that you're anxious of. And I want you to ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst, one being minimal. How much anxiety are you feeling right now about it in your body? Now go ahead and close your eyes. And I want you to imagine that your life is uh, spread out like a timeline. Maybe the future's in front of you and the past is behind you, or, or maybe you see that your life like a timeline where your, where your future is uh, to the right and your past is to the left. However you see your line is totally fine. It might be straight, it might be curved. However you visualize your, your line, your life, your future is in one direction, your past is in another. And I want you to go ahead and, and just actively imagine you're floating above that line. I'd like you to float 15 minutes past the successful completion of the event for which you have anxiety around and look down on you, see yourself, look down on you 15 minutes past the successful completion. Now, where's your anxiety? Is it there? Or is it gone now? Yeah, it's a lot lesser. Sorry? Uh, it's it's lot lesser than it was before. Okay, so you still have anxiety. Good. So for some people, they have zero anxiety. It's gone. They imagine that 15 minutes past the successful completion and their anxiety went away. And for those people, you can float back to now and open your eyes. Now, the people who still have anxiety, stay where you are because there's two more things to do for people who still have anxiety. For you, did you imagine the successful 15 minutes past the successful completion, or did you just imagine um, the completion and it wasn't successful? Uh, yeah, as, uh, I think for me it was, you know, completion of, uh, 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 of, of, the, of the positive uh, thing that was supposed to happen. So you want to imagine 15 minutes past the successful completion. Some people imagine just the completion at what they imagine basically something not working out yeah. and they're going to keep having anxiety, right? So you have to make up it. This is all made up. It's imagination, right? It's completely made up. You have to make up that it, that it was successful and then see yourself 15 minutes after the successful completion. So in your event, What's 15 minutes past the successful completion of all the COVID stuff? And it could be five years from now. It could be five minutes from now. Wherever it is in the future that you're imagining, you're imagining that it's successfully over and everything was a success. Right. Now that you're doing that, now that you're imagining 15 minutes past the successful completion 
where is your anxiety? Yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's not there. If you if you if you look at it, that you know, five years or ten years from now, you know, these things may may not matter that much. You know, that that anxiety really goes away. But is your anxiety gone, or is there still some left? No, it's it's totally gone. Totally gone. Okay, you can come back to now. There's still some people, maybe about two percent of people, still have anxiety because there's two things we do if you still have anxiety. So I'm teaching you guys this technique. So the step one, uh, choose something you have anxiety about in the future, right? Right. Close your eyes and, and float 15 minutes past the successful completion of that event. If you have no anxiety, good, you're done. That, that took what, 15 seconds? Right. You're done. You have to do it like 500 times a day. Every time anxiety comes up, you do this. But it takes like 15 seconds and you'll get really, really fast at it. The good news is we have neuroplasticity and the more you do this technique, the more you rewire your brain. So you're going to actually start to experience anxiety less and less. Now I have like a whole hour long explanation for why this works. Um, obviously we don't have time here, but I have, um, I have lots of information on my website. People can go to learn Lots of great information there where I unpack this and explain it. And I also have a, a month long course that people can take that um, where I teach all of my NLP techniques. So for those who still have anxiety, you're still floating there. Let me, let me have you complete it. So for those who no longer have anxiety, that was a quick 15 seconds. The second group of people still have some anxiety, but it decreased. And that, that's because they weren't focusing on the successful completion, which is what you did. So we had you focus on the successful completion. Yeah. Again, we're making it up. It's not imagining the worst case scenarios in the future is just as made up as imagining the best case scenarios in the future. Right. So we're just have, we're just imagining the, the uh, success happening. It turns off the stress response in the body, which is turning off the anxiety and giving your, giving you back control of your brain, which is what we want. So for those who still have anxiety, it's because there was something deeper. There was another layer. And so for those who still have anxiety, ask yourself, what am I anxious of now? What am I anxious of now? And it might be that there's another layer. I was working with an author who was coming out with a second book and he had anxiety around the book coming out. And I had him go 15 minutes past the successful completion of the launch, which is on Amazon. And nice. he said, oh, it went from like a six to a three. I said, what are you anxious of now? And he goes, oh, all of the reviews. I said, okay, go 15 minutes past the successful completion of all the reviews, which is like, what, 2,000 years from now because it's on Amazon. And he laughed and the anxiety went away and he had this big epiphany and he realized that he was always focusing on the worst case scenario of what people would think of him and all the reviews. And it really changed his life to learn this technique. So ask yourself, what am I anxious of now? And you might find a deeper a deeper issue that you need to go to. So just keep going 15 minutes past the successful completion of that. Now for people who still have anxiety, go 15 minutes past the successful completion of your life. You, you die at 122 years old, surrounded by five generations of your family, all that love you. You have, you have um, been a philanthropist, you've acquired wealth, you've helped your community, you've, you've achieved every life goal and you die happy entering nirvana. And you, you just see 15 minutes past the successful completion of your life. And that, and that turns off general anxiety for people who don't even know what they're anxious of, but they're constantly feeling anxiety. What this does is it allows your body to know you're no, no longer in threat. 
You're no longer perceiving threats because the body is always listening to our thoughts and we're always, <laughs> we're always thinking about threats, yes. <laughs> especially business people. We're always thinking about what could, be, what could be a threat to our business, to our family, to our livelihood. And we're, so we're constantly sending stress. We're constantly sending signals to our body to go into stress mode because we're under threat. So we have to actively imagine success in our future to turn off the stress response so that we can maintain our health, but also maintain the uh, full functionality of our brain. So that, that's my, that's the technique I teach. And like I said, I have a lot more uh, t that I, that I teach and that's that this is the um, something that if you do every day will reshape your brain in a very positive way. Uh, thank you for for sharing this exercise. I think uh, uh, we will uh, uh, will share the the link of the course uh, on on the show notes so that people can have a look at it. Uh, yeah. And now, uh, do you have any favorite uh, business book or a nonfiction book that you like to read? I really enjoyed the Power of Habit: Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business by Charles Duhigg. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. A uh, very, very powerful book. And I, I enjoyed the audio book and, and the physical book. I get, I get something different out of a book when I listen to it. And then when I read it, I, I really enjoyed that book. Right. And, you know, if you could go back in time when you started working on a podcast in your business, what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently? Um, well, I mean, just little tweaks. I think I would have told my listeners that I'm going to come up with episodes like Tuesdays and Thursdays or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think I would have stuck to a schedule more, right. but it's not my personality. So <laughs> I kind of, I, um, I release episodes on the fly and um, I think I would, I would have, I mean, I guess I could start anytime, but um, I would like to have seen that seen if I told my listeners when I'm going to release it, if that would make a difference to downloads or make a difference to the subscribers staying. And I have, I have, I'm really happy with my downloads and my subscribers. I'm really happy with my listener community. I've got a robust um, listener community. Uh, so there's just little things. I'm getting on more shows like this one, which is right. so great because I love teaching and, and also um, letting people know about my show. I think that's really important that if you have content out there that you and you've got a great content and you want people to know about it, leverage other people's audiences, get on other people's shows. And, um, and, and in some cases, when I, when I coach people around business, um, I tell them not to start a podcast. Hello. Although I love podcasting. I think you know, podcasting is wonderful. Some people are better as guests and should just focus on leveraging other people's audiences instead of becoming a podcaster. Um, at least, at least for your f first round, while well, you're building an audience. Um, I also think that it's really good to content compound. So make a video, then make an audio out of that video, then make a PDF out of that video, then make a webinar out of that video. Like you're just multiple, you can take things and like, I watched a webinar once and that webinar was turned into a book. Oh. And I thought that was so cool that the guy gave the webinar with all the slides he gave it to someone and the guy turned it into a book with, with illustrations. And that was his, and then he sold the book as a, um, as a free plus shipping. Um, and then, in, and then get this. And then he invited them to the webinar, even oh. though they bought the book. And I did that. I bought the book. I read the book that I was invited to the webinar, the webinar that was 
that made the book. And I didn't even realize it because it's so different when someone consumes um, something written versus like listening to something live. And I was like, oh, this sounds familiar, but it's so good. And then he says at the end what he did. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I read the whole book and then watched the whole webinar, the, the webinar that they took to make the book. Uh, but the content compounding is so brilliant um, because you can reach so many different people who, because some people love listening and some people love watching, some people love reading, and you really want to reach all of them. So I highly recommend content compounding to just reach as many people as possible with your message. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, syndicate the content across different different platforms and uh, mm -hmm. different ways. Uh, and, and do you have any favorite online tools, for example, Gmail, Slack, Zoom? Oh, I love my scheduler, Acuity Scheduling. I use it. I use it every day. I, I really, really love Acuity Scheduling. Right. And, and what is the best way people can reach out to you and know more about your podcast and your website? Oh, they can go to learntruehealth.com. They can search Learn True Health uh, wherever they love listening to podcasts. I should be there. And they can go to Facebook and join the Learn True Health Facebook group. All right, we'll put that in the show notes. Ashley, thank you so much for taking our time and speaking to us. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. It was so great being here with you today. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.